0: You're listening to the B Fox and B Frank show, and Alabama has suffered its first and potentially only loss of the year in the Heisman race. Um, Kyler Murray, who you were concerned about, um, is not getting you know enough people talking about him for the Heisman. Ended up winning it, yeah, beating Tua. Um, were you were you surprised that that ended up happening?
1: Highly, I I mean. Pretty much every metric outside of maybe total yardage would point towards Tua being the better quarterback. And even so, like, just look at the snap differential. Like, he played, I think, half the snaps of Dwayne Haskins and 75% of the snaps of Kyler Murray and still put up just outrageously good numbers. So I was stunned from that per, uh, like that point of view, because it feels like the college football people aren't like, they're not, it's not the biggest analytics game, but at the same time, it's the biggest Alabama's very good and they're winning games kind of thing. Maybe the fact that Kyler Murray's more electrifying with his legs, but even, I can't, I can make an argument that Kyler Murray should have won, but it's not a strong one.
0: Yeah, it's, it's also the, Tricky part of like Alabama was so dominant um, for the most part that Tua didn't really have any, you know, clutch plays, Heisman moments, what have you, um, except for, you know, like Jalen Hurts coming in for him Mm -hmm. and winning the SEC championship game. Um, So I think he's a little hurt by that. But yeah, I I mean, the only thing really took as a given coming in was that Dwayne Haskins was not going to win. Right. Pretty pretty clear cut number three. I did still expect two to win, but I think Kyler really had a a big uh, last second push. Um, saw a lot of it all over social media. Kind of like what you were talking about. Like a lot of people realizing, hey, this guy's been pretty good too. Should probably talk about him a little more and. Uh, that was enough. Yeah. Probably what Saban wanted anyway. I think the like
1: all the hype throughout the year that Tua was getting honestly hurt him in the end because it put Kyler Murray so under the radar, even though like Oklahoma was playing in all these big time games, scoring a ton of points every week. It's it was weird, but I, I definitely think Tua should have won. I'm not mad though that Kyler Murray won. I think he's, you know, most years deserving of winning that trophy.
0: Yeah, really, really didn't have a horse in this race. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of interesting. Kyler Murray now basically going to be the the Charlie Ward of the MLB. Um, see if his career is more noteworthy than Ward's was in the NBA. Uh, former Heisman winners, but yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous that you know he was the equivalent of a lottery pick in the MLB. It's like, hey, let me just play football uh for one more year, was able to get that approved uh by the A's in his contract, and he just casually goes out and wins the Heisman.
1: Yeah. They I wish I wish he would have put in like an incentive bonus from the A's that if he wins the Heisman he gets this much money. <laughs> that would have been incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean Scott Boris, right? Is yeah. his agent. Oh yeah. Could have made that happen, I yeah. feel like.
1: Honestly, I, I I should look into it because there probably is something in there. Um, yeah,
0: but, you I was saying, not, not the, the worst scenario if you're Nick Saban, cause this is finally the one thing to latch onto, mm-hmm. um, as being slighted. It's obviously more of an individual thing than a team, but they just so happen to be playing Kyler Murray in their next game, so probably not going to go very well for him.
1: No, this t- typically doesn't, but, Crazier things have happened. I don't know. I would love to see Alabama in a shootout. I'd just like to see it be a shootout between Tua and Kyler and the winner walks off with the national title appearance and the Heisman Trophy and really put it all on the line.
0: Yeah. And like Alabama and Georgia was like for them kind of a shootout. Yeah. And Oklahoma's got a better offense and much worse defense than Georgia. So it's in the cards potentially. Um to do that, but yeah, I mean Alabama's defense is going to be ready to go. Coming. Yeah. I mean they've it's, got
1: they've got what? 4 3 weeks worth of film or 3 weeks they can watch film straight on Kyler Murphy. Yeah. Saban's probably got him watching his baseball film right now. Like <laughs> learn a couple tendencies need, yeah. and then we're moving in to uh his his
0: football film. Every little thing to break down possible. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's what Butch that's what uh Butch Jones is doing right yep. now.
0: It's a, it's a video coordinator. Yeah, making a lot of money. Um, that's pretty much it for for college football. Army beat Navy again, three in a row. Um, phenomenal season for um, the Black Knights, and I mean, really flipping the script. For I feel like as long as I can remember, growing up was just such a dominated series by Navy. Yeah, and now Army is. It's become you know like sneaky good
1: yeah the repeat last year I believe was the first time they won two in a row since like 1996 and this is the first time in school history they've ever won ten games in back to back years so pretty cool to see
0: yeah um I mean would I think it'd only be a matter of time uh, before they need to find a new head coach um but you never know For now I' yeah you, you do never know um look over it maybe
1: I mean Georgia uh, Tech being open is kind of scary. I actually don't remember if they filled that job
0: yet, but No, they uh yeah, I think they hired Jeff Collins now.
1: Okay. Okay. So they're alright. They're dodged
0: a bullet. But, yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> but that would yeah, that would have been uh fairly seamless, but yeah. I don't know. That's the the Navy to Georgia Tech pipeline will have to wait at least another one year. more one more coach. Yeah. <laughs> um college basketball a lot happened this week. Uh, yeah. Big Ten conference play um, continued, and then, of course, non-conference gave us some results. Let me give it to you, your uh, your most impressive team of the week. Yeah, this is
1: the biggest homer pick because obviously Tennessee beating Gonzaga is a huge win, and, and just a, it was a great game overall. C. Hall is the team of the week. They blew out, blew out New, uh, New Hampshire early in the week. Huge win.
0: That's the big one. <laughs> yep,
1: that got Kevin Willard his 185th win. Is, uh Seton Hall head coach put him in fourth all time, above my grandfather Bill Raftery. Um, the next game, Saturday, the big one, beat Kentucky at the Garden in overtime. I think Seton Hall's nine and three in the last five years at Madison Square Garden with wins over Villanova twice and Kentucky and Texas Tech and South Carolina, just to name a few teams. They play unbelievably well there, and this game was just, tr- a, just a trash can in the first half. It was so bad. See, all didn't hit a bucket for 12 minutes. Um, Kentucky missed 17 straight shots. And then all of a sudden, it was 34-34 at the under 16 or under 12 timeout, and it ended 84-83 in overtime, including Keldon Johnson hitting a half court shot in my face, and Miles Kale hitting a Late three in overtime to give us the win. So, huge win for the Hall. Big, th- kind of a telling loss for Kentucky because if you look at their schedule, they played Duke and then they played seven nobodies, uh, six nobodies. I think Greensboro is a good team. And then Seton mm-hmm. Hall, and they've lost both of them.
0: They're, good, still the top, they're still in the top 20. Which is stunning. It's they should be out unreal. of the top 25.
1: Yeah. Um, their strength of wins, at least, is. Has to be near the bottom of the country.
0: Yeah, it's not great, Um, but their their name is Kentucky, so that apparently is all. A lot of the voters need to see. Um, Yeah, with Tennessee, most impressive uh, win since you know they beat the best team in the country in Gonzaga. Um, Rick Barnes, nice little renaissance um, for the Vols, Admiral Schofield, another huge game. Keep saying the combination in there with he and Grant Williams is pretty tough to to match up with. Obviously Gonzaga still without Killian Tilly, um, I mean, it's a really interesting matchup if all parties are healthy there. Um, but I mean Tennessee was effective inside, got off to a really fast start. Gonzaga clawed back, led for uh, most of the way, but then Tennessee able to pull out a victory late and. At this point, kind of with uh, all the head-to-heads, we have to sort of slot them in like right there under Kansas. Since Kansas beat them, they beat Gonzaga, Gonzaga beat Duke. Kansas doesn't look like the best team in the country. Um, Playing a lot of close games, most recently against New Mexico State um, at home. But they haven't lost, so I'm in I'm in quite the pickle here, um, with how to properly evaluate them. And if there wasn't that kind of chain of head to head wins and losses, then I think it's a lot easier for me to talk my way out of, you know, Kansas being number one. But yeah, they managed to to hold off Tennessee when Grant Williams fouled out and everyone else has beaten everyone else.
1: Yeah, the Kansas not getting that early season non-conference loss at home is really screwing things up for you. It is.
0: It is. They like they're they're and they've trying. been trying. Yeah, yeah, they've been trying their darndest. Um, no, Azubuke, um obviously hurts them, and they're still trying to figure out how to play without him. Doing a lot more for round one uh, with Dietrich Lawson in there, but. Yeah, they uh, they just haven't found a way to uh, to get that L yet. Um, Lajured Vic really saved them against Stanford, and then again, I mean, New Mexico State's a good team. um, As is Grand Canyon. I think the they are the the wax going to be pretty interesting this year, uh, but shouldn't be competing at Allen Fieldhouse um, with Kansas. That's truly wasn't the, the best look for Kansas.
1: No, definitely not. And Grand Canyon gave Nevada a real good run right. yesterday or Sunday, I guess I should say. Uh, but it should be a crime that Gonzaga and Tennessee, two top ten teams, play each other on an NFL Sunday. Why? Why are we doing this? Why can't they play Saturday? Put them Saturday night, a little later in the night. Like it's it's. Perfectly fine to put them up against other ranked teams. It's not a big deal. Don't put them up against an NFL Sunday, especially one where six last place teams
0: won a game. Yeah, especially such a good one. Um, I mean, Sunday afternoon right now is where you can just kind of hide those uh, those losses. You kind of hope they, yeah. they fly under the radar a little bit, um, but yeah, this uh, deserved a, a bigger audience for sure, especially some of the the later games on Saturday night were really not, mm-hmm. you know, that prestigious or things that would have bumped Tennessee Gonzaga like out of out of prime time.
1: I mean, if you throw that game into prime time on Saturday night, that's that's an unbelievable slate of college basketball all through
0: the day. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> A lot of fun games. Um, and then your least impressive team of last week.
1: God, I, w- I wanted to give it to Miami again because they stink.
0: They're so bad.
1: But I ended up going Kansas State. You can't lose to Tulsa. You can't lose to Frank Haith. Like, I, the fact he has a job is incredible. But losing to him when you're supposed to be, like, a, in a Elite eight Final Four team, you've got so much offensive talent. They only score 46 points, I believe, is unbelievably bad. Yeah, they're a little banged up, but... Your defense held the team to 47 points. Your offense can't put up 48. That's that's a bad sign. And they're also 0-2 on the road this year. So 6-2 and two overall. I don't think there's really too much to worry about. But if this trend continues, which it can't be a trend yet because they played two games, uh, they're going to be in trouble, especially in the Big 12, because they open on the road or their next road game, excuse me, is January 5th against a very, very good Texas Tech team that, frankly, no one's talking about right now.
0: Yeah, I think right now Texas Tech has to pretty clearly be the second best team in the Big 12. Now After that, there's um, you know a lot of teams that could be good. On their worst days, they're very, very bad. Kansas State's one of those teams. Texas can be. Um, yeah. They just bounced back and beat Purdue, uh, which was a good win for them. Um, Iowa State is another team that can With make Williamson some noise. Healthy, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Hard to penalize them too much for losing to Iowa rivalry game against right. what is a good team this year. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's looking like Texas Tech's going to be the best challenger. West Virginia's really fallen on some hard times. It seems um, Oklahoma. Could be an interesting team. Might end up being better than they were last year with Trey Young. The um, so supporting cast is all a year older, but yeah, it's uh, Big 12's a little, little murky, which you know checks out well for for Kansas once again. Classic Kansas.
1: Dope yeah. gets hurt and everybody <laughs> sucks in the conference except yeah. for Texas Tech, Oklahoma State too. They had an awful week. They had a real bad week. Two bad losses, and they're all of a sudden four and five. Not that yeah. much was expected out of them, but I feel like they've been relatively competitive the past six years, with and without talent.
0: Or notable yeah,
1: the, talent, I guess I should say.
0: That at least make things interesting. And I mean, after after Advocare they got, you know, pretty good win at the time over LSU, but haven't really done anything with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my least impressive on top of Kansas State was Kentucky. I just they were to, my number two. Yeah, just need to just need to ask again: why are they ranked? Not only that, why are they ranked in the top twenty? Um,
1: just so you were, know, twenty-three AP voters did not have them ranked, and eight had them in the top fifteen. Still, five in the top ten. How 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 do you watch any games they've played this year and say this is a top ten
0: team? You don't see they're Kentucky and they're like eight and two. And then you just Go with that. Like,
1: great. Good for them. Yeah. It's uh it's bad. They this is their biggest problem. They rebound the ball incredibly well. They've got great size. They just cannot shoot the ball. And this is what I was yelling at all the Kentucky fans on Saturday. You guys don't shoot the three well. You don't play good defense, but you can rebound, and that's what scares me. Nothing else about that team scares me.
0: Yeah, they're still very, very athletic. Um and they still kind of stack up pretty well. On Ken Palm, but we're still at the point of the season where um, there are still, you know, preseason projections factoring in slightly, so that that inflates what we're seeing, and
1: and beating Monmouth ninety to forty four makes a big yeah. difference.
0: Still, yeah, um, but I, I don't know how you can look at you know what they've actually gone out and done on the court, and right. like this is a. Know, surefire contender, at the very least, a ranked team. Um, Like, especially with Tennessee going out and knocking off the number one team in the country, like, there's a huge gap between, there should be, between Kentucky and the top of the SEC.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think Arkansas lost this weekend, too. I think Arkansas is going to give Kentucky a very good game. And I, besides Daniel Gafford, they don't have a ton of notable talent.
0: No, and. Gafford's a lot by himself there. According to the, the online, or at least Arkansas fans, they, they have started to shoot the ball a lot better. I only watched them for, for one game and they really didn't nah. seem to have good shooters at all. It was just all Gafford, yeah. um, just dominating inside. But yeah, Arkansas will be an interesting case. Like you said, when you went through the, the preview episode of the SEC, like, all 14 teams, for the most part, or 13, if you want to just keep throwing all miss under the bus, all, all, all the teams have at least one or two high impact guys that, that can really jump out and have a big night against, you know, somebody like Kentucky. Cause regardless of how good Kentucky is in a given year, that's always going to be a marquee game yeah. for teams, uh, to get excited for. And I mean, Florida just picked up a, uh, Another pretty good win over West Virginia. Almost had another one over Michigan State. They can make things interesting, Um, but yeah, it's not going to be easy for Kentucky in the SEC, and might be how Calipari wants it. Um, Kind of the the trials and tribulations of a young team, or certainly what he'll keep regurgitating in interviews um, Mm -hmm. as we get towards later in the season. But I mean, till they start actually beating some Power Six teams, like I don't. I don't know what positives you have to go off of.
1: Yeah, and he was bold enough to call the game at Madison Square Garden an away game. He's like, "Yeah, this is a, this is a road game for us." <laughs> I I was sitting in the Seton Hall section, and it was five to one Kentucky fans. Like it was big blue nation everywhere. It was super annoying, but that that, that makes the wins better. But he he will he's Saban esque, but to a and the nth degree because he will spin the narrative himself that these are the like, this is what's going on. Everyone hates us. Everyone hates us. This was a road game for us, even though it was 90 to 10, our fans against theirs, and all this stuff. It's
0: crazy, but it, I mean, it works. People forget Seton Hall is New York's biggest team. They are. Fuck St. Johnsons. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- I mean, that's. That's going to be him forever and ever. Pretty much anytime he opens his mouth and talks to,
1: when they're not playing the media
0: or anyone, yeah, it's just it's all it's all a sales pitch for you know it's just recruiting all the time. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Hey, don't forget he's got over a billion dollars in contracts and four number one picks and all that jazz.
0: Yep. So well, so did the like Rutgers coaching staff or whatever (laughs) awful tweet they threw up there last year. Um, it was an all-timer. It was just all all UConn alums. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We're uh, we're getting to that point where pretty much the games against cupcakes are coming to an end. I know uh, Indiana obviously already started Big Ten play. Um, going back into a little bit of non-conference now, and they'll play two more cupcakes before. Big Ten full time, not including Butler. There, I meant after the Butler game. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> so that, don't want that sound bite to be misconstrued. No, uh, I was gonna say,
1: you got, Butler. Butler gives Indiana a tough game every
0: time. Yeah, the Crossroads Classic is always just honestly, it's probably far, the most underrated of
1: like any of the non-conference games that are out there.
0: Yeah, and Purdue is historically just awful in it for some reason. Yeah. Like I think they got their first win ever last year. Um, this is
1: what New Zealand so needs
0: to do. Uh, like I don't, the, yeah. to. <laughs> I don't know why we. I don't know because they already have the uh, the prestigious Seton hall, Rutgers matchup on its own. The Garden State
1: to, you, Hardwood Classic.
0: Yeah, you yeah. need a, you don't need another game to sell that. That's true. That's true. Is that this week, too?
1: Yeah, that's Saturday. So, full week off to prepare. And if we lose again this year, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to lose it last year when we lost. This year, I cannot handle it. I just can't. In, they just lost in. to Fordham. Imagine
0: betting on Rutger. It couldn't be me, no. except that <laughs> I, did, I did that camp. <laughs> and then I realized my mistake like right before halftime when I saw the scores. Like, oh, what did I do? Yeah. Um, Fordham's
1: a weird place, though. You can, you can never get... Uh, never get comfortable in that gym.
0: I'll oh, I'll take your word for it. I'll probably never play there. Um Yeah, it's uh anything else college basketball you wanted to touch on?
1: Uh the Pac-12s in trouble. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it feels like football season all over again. But the Pac-12 is in trouble.
0: Like Arizona State and UCLA right now are the class of the league. Yeah. That's yeah. That's not good.
1: Arizona lost to Alabama. There we go. <laughs> Alabama stinks. And they lost to Alabama. Arizona's putting together a pretty decent start to the year, I would say, too. Especially considering all the talent they lost. Not, met, like, not very high expectations by any stretch of the imagination. Especially compared to some of the other teams in the Pac-12. And they just... Laid an egg against Alabama. Washington had a good, played well against Gonzaga, obviously. Couldn't pull it out, but I don't know where this league gets its bids from. Like, I think UCLA is probably a tournament team. If Arizona State can keep playing well, they're a tournament team. Washington, I think, is a tournament team. Oregon should be, but they haven't played anywhere near that level yet.
0: Maybe USC? I don't know where yeah. else they get it. I think there might be like four, no, four bids out there. Yeah. yeah, Utah
1: stinks this year. Colorado isn't anything great. Like it's just they're just
0: not there. Yeah, Cal, Washington State, yeah, Oregon State, trash. Um, yeah, I mean, Oregon, I would say still would feel the most confident in to turn it around, be a tournament team. Yeah, but that's far from a given. I mean, Texas Southern is. Bad It's not is not your run of the mill uh, non conference stumble. No, like losing losing to Iowa and New York, totally excusable. Um, Especially given what Iowa's done. Like, yeah, I mean, even like that's that's a good Sam You're traveling across the country. Yeah, um, you no know, shame there. You but don't have Lewis King fact, still. Yeah, but the fact that they haven't, you know, seemingly picked it up at all, or just kind of been in. And the doll drums for you know the entire season to this point. Not great.
1: Not great. Not great at all. Yeah, the so that's that that was the other thing I wanted to mention. I think the uh there there are better conferences out west than the Pac twelve this year. Multiple? I would say Okay, maybe not that far. I think the West Coast <laughs> And I would maybe go as far as to say, is the whack is they wouldn't say better, but more competitive certainly with like better teams at the top.
0: Yeah, Mountain West, I think Mountain West too. uh, Yeah, be pretty good this year. Yeah, it it is admittedly not the highest of bars to clear. Um, Right. I mean, especially in terms of like overall league depth, but yeah, certainly at the top too. Like there's there's better teams at the top and. West Coast, obviously, and Mountain West, Mm -hmm. um, with Nevada and company, but we'll see. I, it wouldn't be as bad as it's been for the Pac-12, which is really sad. Um, they've had worse years than, you know, projected four bids right now. Um, but they, they really need to, to help themselves and they turn it around the last last little bit of non conference while they can before all of their potential wins are just going to be coming against each other. Right.
1: Conference of Champions, never forget it. Oops. People can't. And listen then to, uh, to Bill Walton. Last shout out is Marquette. I forgot about them. Marquette beat Wisconsin in overtime. Shout out Brad Davison for the yeah punch. Nice little uh, dick century. punch there. Yeah. <laughs> got to love it. But uh b- another big win for the Big East. And I I feel like Marquette is like perennially overlooked, especially like of the last couple of years. But Marcus Howard's very good, and people should remember that name come March.
0: Yeah, I mean they they challenged Kansas, they got a good win over Louisville. Um I mean this is it's another good win for them, um and Kansas State as well. Yeah. They got their Ass kicked by Indiana, which I think, which I think is really going to be the first thing in a lot of people's minds. Um, It'll take a little bit to kind of get out of their image. Like you look at Kentucky, you see you know a good record, the name Kentucky. We're gonna we're gonna rank them. You see Marquette, you might only remember you know just getting dunked on repeatedly by Indiana. Not really take a close look at what they've done since then, and that that's how you end up with Kentucky still being ranked six spots out of Marquette, even though Marquette has a vastly better resume. But right. I I think that's kind of how it's been for the Big East uh, since you know the atrocious start to the year. A lot of teams yeah. have turned it around. Uh, Creighton's gotten some good wins too. Even though Kentucky hasn't beaten anybody, still beating them it constitutes a good win. Right. Um, so that helps for Seton Hall. So that's why Butler worries me. St. Certainly. John's is still undefeated, even though they're playing God knows who. <laughs> like, yeah, they're game in, game playing on. playing the Georgetown schedule from last year.
1: And then Prov- Providence was ready to have a great week. They beat BC on the road in overtime, and then they blow a twenty point lead to UMass.
0: Yeah, that. Uh, and probably just one of the teams where I remember preseason saying these guys could really be dangerous, and yeah,
1: here still waiting, still we- waiting for that. Yeah, I, I mean, the Big East is wide open. I'm excited for it this year. I'm not excited to lose to Marquette in Milwaukee by about 40 because they just don't miss threes there. But everything else, I'm ready for. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know how it turned into that, but that here we are.
0: Take up another win against Villanova. They're they're primed to be beaten. Uh, it's been has been a while since they lost to the mighty Paladins. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That is uh that is our show for this week. We'll be back again next week. More more college basketball after a uh, couple couple big games as we mentioned this weekend with in state rivals. Um, yeah, we'll be there very happy or very depressed so tune in (laughs) to find out